What is up everyone? It's Quinn here and in this video I'm going to be looking into some of the rest of season schedules for different players, talking about some of the best playoff schedules, some of the worst playoff schedules, and then maybe if you need to make a push to make the playoffs, I'm going to be talking about some of the best schedules leading up to the playoffs pretty much over like the next four weeks. So I'm going to be including the playoff schedules as week 15, 16, 17. Every league is going to be different. Maybe it's 14, 15, 16, 17. Um, certain leagues, maybe if you have a buy or only four teams make it, it could just be 16, 17. But I think most leagues are going to have playoff weeks in 15, 16, 17. So those are the ones I'm going to be locked in on. I'm going to be talking about every single position here. If you guys enjoyed the video, smash that like button. And even if your trade deadline has already passed, there are going to be a few players on here who may be available on waivers, so it could still uh, help you out. But we're going to start off with some of the best playoff schedules at the running back position. So maybe you're in a good enough spot where you feel like you have your playoff spot locked up and you can kind of plan for those playoff games, really kind of get a dominant schedule in there. So I'm going to start off with Bijan Robinson. I also think at this point, Bijan is a pretty attainable player, right? Like a guy like Christian McCaffrey, he may have a great schedule. I think he has a great schedule leading up to the playoffs, but I mean, it's going to be pretty much impossible to trade for that guy. I think Bijan Robinson is someone that you can actually trade for. You can look at his schedule up on the screen here. Week 15, he goes up against the Panthers. Week 16, he goes up against the Colts. And then week 17, he goes up against the Bears. So that is three top 10 matchups. The rank there is in terms of how much points they've allowed to the running back position. So the Panthers have allowed the second most points to the running back position per game. Um, so three top 10 matchups, two top five matchups. I also think Bijan's a guy, regardless of schedule, who should just be trending in the right direction. Like, I'd be interested in buying Bijan, even if he just had, like, an okay playoff schedule. He's a rookie running back, and he definitely hasn't lived up to expectations so far, at least fantasy-wise. But typically, these rookies can break out later on in the season, or not even break out, but maybe just start to dominate later on. A guy that comes to mind is Jonathan Taylor. He was kind of just so-so early on in his rookie season, and then really over the last like six weeks of the season, just went on an absolute tear. I could see that happening for Bijan. He's had solid receiving usage. And then I also just think it may seem counterintuitive, but the Falcons kind of struggling as of late, I think actually may help Bijan Robinson, just because if they were winning, like squeaking by these games, then Arthur Smith could continue to kind of roll out his thinking where he you know, tries to mastermind everything and he's getting goal line touches to Johnny Smith and all these other randos. But if that's not working and you're losing, you may actually have to pivot to getting your best players the ball. So I think Bijan trending in the right direction, both just in terms of his play and the fact that he has a great schedule for the playoffs. Now the next running back is going to be DeAndre Swift, and he's another guy here with a really favorable playoff schedule. So week 15, he goes up against the Seahawks. They've given up the six most points per game to running backs. Week 16, he goes up against the Giants, who have given up the 11th. And I wouldn't be shocked by the time we get to week 16 if the Giants were even a better matchup. Just looking at how rough this offense is, I think there's going to be a lot of positive game scripts for running backs moving forward, where the team goes up early. Just going to be able to run it out on these guys. Um, and then week 17, going up against the Cardinals. So he has a great final matchup in week 17 against the Cardinals. That could be a league-winning type game there out of DeAndre Swift. And I also don't really have any problem, you know, trading for him. I think he's in a good spot. I believe I ranked him as a mid-tier running back one rest of season. So if you have the luxury of being able to go out, kind of plan your playoff schedule, DeAndre Swift could be someone you want to bring in here. 
I also want to just give a shout out to Austin Eckler. He has a crazy favorable schedule rest of season, not just for the playoffs. In most fantasy leagues, there are going to be seven remaining relevant games, um, you know, going through week 17. He is a plus matchup in six out of seven of those. And I believe he has uh, positive matchups in all three playoff games. So maybe you're like super stacked and you could actually go out and make a trade for a guy like Austin Eckler. That would obviously be massive. Um, and then an honorable mention to Jerome Ford. He has three plus matchups. None of the matchups are like, you know, a smash play, but they're all fine. Um, I guess it just comes down to how you feel about this Browns offense moving forward. How good are they going to be without Deshaun Watson? Are they going to be able to move the ball, support these running backs? But he could be like a sneaky kind of less expensive uh, guy who does have a pretty decent playoff schedule. Now shifting over to the wide receiver position, going to start it off here with the Seahawks wide receivers. They have a great matchup over the last three weeks. Week 15, they go up against the Eagles, who have allowed the most points per game to the wide receiver position. Week 16, the Titans allowed the seventh most points. And then in week 17, the Steelers, who have allowed the fifth most points per game to the wide receivers. So all three matchups in the top seven. Now, personally, if I was looking at what players I would try to trade for on this uh, Seahawks team, I would lean away from DK Metcalf. I just think with what we've seen over the past few years, Metcalf and Lockett's production are pretty consistently in line with each other, yet DK Metcalf continues to be viewed as the more valuable option. So why am I going to overpay for a guy who's going to pretty much give you what Tyler Lockett is? So if you are going to try to bring in one of these Seahawks wide receivers, maybe this offense kind of figures it out later on in the season, then I think Lockett would be the guy. Or if you want a cheaper option, you could kind of bank a potential late season breakout with JSN along with this nice schedule. And he's probably like the cheapest option there where maybe he really finds something over the next few weeks. And then paired with that solid schedule can really kind of give you like flex worthy wide receiver two production over the last three weeks. Now, the next wide receiver room is going to be the Cardinals. And I guess you could just consider this Marquise Brown. But I also think that uh, Michael Wilson, you know, could be a potential like pickup. I like him as a late season option with uh, Kyler coming back. And so not as crazy as the Seahawks matchup, but we have the 49ers who have allowed the eighth most points per game to wide receivers, the Bears who have allowed the 16th, um, then the Eagles, which is a, a smash matchup in week 17, the most points per game allowed to the wide receiver position. I've talked about Marquise Brown a lot. I really like him rest of season. I still think there's a buy window, even with Kyler back, because he didn't really have a crazy game in uh, Kyler's return. And then, like I said, Michael Wilson, I think is a great pickup off of waivers if he is there. Um, already shown some flashes as a rookie, now has the locked in quarterback play and a nice schedule um, over the last three weeks. And then we're gonna have Zay Flowers here from the Ravens. Not necessarily like anything crazy here, but these are three plus matchups. So week 15 against the Jaguars, 13th most points per game allowed, 16 against the 49ers, eighth most points per game, and then week 17 against the Dolphins, the 12th most points per game. I also just think Flowers is trending in the right direction regardless of matchup here. He's kind of gone on a rough stretch fantasy-wise, almost had that huge touchdown. Um, on Thursday Night Football, which would have really just smashed his uh, you know, weekly production. But I think we're in a spot here where earlier on, if Zay Flowers wasn't putting up solid production, like it was fine. You had other weapons. The defense is great. Um, you just didn't have a lot of pressure on him to actually produce. Now with Mark Andrews out, Zay Flowers should be locked in here as the top target. I think they're going to have to get him more involved. They were really manufacturing touches for him earlier on in the season. I think we could see the Ravens get back to that. And I think, you know, with this solid matchup later on in the season, 
I also like him as a nice buy option. Then looking at the quarterback position, there actually weren't any like dominant schedules for like fantasy relevant quarterbacks in weeks 15, 16, 17. Guys like Lamar, Kyler, Dak, and Brock Purdy all had two plus matchups, but each of them had like a kind of tough matchup uh, mixed in there. So solid matchups, but it's not like you're going to get one quarterback who just has a cake schedule over the last three weeks and is something that you would actually want to start um, for fantasy. So now we're going to be looking at some of the worst playoff schedules. This is another thing where if you have the luxury of potentially pivoting off of these players, you don't necessarily need the wins now, then you should potentially look into doing it. So we're going to start it off at the running back position. One running back here, and man, this is just brutal rest of season here for Saquon Barkley. Week 15, he goes up against the Saints. They've allowed the uh, 29th most points per game to the running back position, so fourth fewest. Uh, then you're going to have the Eagles, who have allowed the fewest points per game to the running back position, and then the Rams sitting at the 24th most. I mean, that is really a tough run there. Also, you factor in the fact that this Giants offense is looking rough. Like, you're going up against the Saints and the Eagles right away. I don't even know if you're getting to that Week 17 game if uh, Saquon's flopping in your lineup. So mixed in with, like, the quarterback problems, this offense is going to be bad and the terrible schedule. If you can pivot off of Saquon, like, I'm not going to trade him away for nothing, but if you can get someone who's, like, a sneaky back-end running back one, that's definitely something I would uh, look into doing. I posted my rest-of-season rankings video yesterday, so you could kind of use that as, like, a guide for a potential trade target, but... Really, really tough schedule here for Saquon Barkley. Obviously, he's still very talented. He hypothetically still could produce in these games, but it's just not you know a great spot, obviously. Now, looking at the wide receiver position, I'm going to be talking about the Dolphins wide receivers here. They arguably draw a tougher matchup or tougher stretch than Saquon Barkley. Um, week 15 against the Jets, who have allowed the fewest points per game to the wide receiver position. Then the next week against the Cowboys, who have allowed the second fewest points per game to the wide receiver position. And then we have the Ravens who have allowed the 26th uh, most points per game to the wide receiver position. That is a tough stretch. We have also seen this Dolphins offense kind of struggle against good teams. Cowboys and the Ravens are very good teams and the Jets have a very good defense, especially against opposing wide receivers and um, fantasy quarterbacks. So this isn't really like a panic button on Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill is still gonna find a way to get his. He's clearly their top weapon. I think this is more of like a Jalen Waddle thing, because um, if I have confidence that Hill is going to produce regardless of what the matchup is, then Jalen Waddle could kind of be the odd man out here. So something to consider. I still believe I have him as like a high-end wide receiver too, but if you are really locked in on these playoff games, Waddle could be someone you want to pivot off of. Maybe even to a guy like Devonta Smith, you know, kind of in that similar range, wide receiver twos on top offenses. And then sticking with the Dolphins for the quarterback position, I mean, if it's tough for the wide receivers, it's probably going to be tough for the quarterback. Same schedule, Jets week 15, Cowboys week 16, Ravens week 17, Jets have allowed the 28th um, most points per game to the quarterback position, Dallas at 22nd, and then the Ravens have just been a nightmare matchup for quarterbacks, um, allowed the fewest points per game to the quarterback position. So also if you have Tua, there's a lot of those quarterbacks kind of bunched up. If you just want to pivot off of him, I really would not hate it. Um, and then now we're going to be looking at the players that you may want on your lineup for a playoff push. So you need to win now. You need to start stacking those wins. Who has a solid schedule over the next four weeks? At the running back position, there really wasn't someone who had like a great matchup for four straight weeks. 
But we have Isaiah Pacheco, who aside from this really, really tough matchup here against the Eagles, who have allowed the fewest points per game, he has three top 10 matchups in a row going up against the Raiders. Um, the Green Bay Packers, and then the Bills. So probably not someone who's going to be overly expensive, and he could give you a nice um, you know, stretch of three games there. Then looking at the wide receiver position, also going to be the quarterback. Um, we have the 49ers wide receivers. They have four straight plus matchups with two really, really strong matchups mixed in there. So the Buccaneers in week 11, they've allowed the fourth most points per game to the wide receiver position. They have the Seahawks twice, who still has plus matchup, but more in the middle, 14th most points per game. And then the Eagles, who have allowed the most points per game to the wide receiver position. So guys like Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, could be players you kind of bring in here. I also want to mention that you may be wondering why I'm not talking about tight ends. For me, I think it's really tough to use like fantasy points allowed to tight ends as like a, you know, a real number that I want to dive into because most NFL teams are going to have competent wide receivers competent running backs. I guess you could kind of make the argument for quarterbacks, but for tight ends, you know, you just have so many teams with tight ends that are just not involved, you know, just not going to be giving you solid production. At least NFL quarterbacks, they have their locked in role, right? They get the ball, they're going to have to throw. So typically what you see is that when teams give up a lot of points per game to the tight end position, it's just because they've played against a lot of top tight ends, right? There are going to be certain teams that have played Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, all these other dudes. And then the teams that have allowed the fewest points, they're getting like the Hayden Hurst matchup against the Panthers or just uh, they're getting Durham Smythe, right? They're just getting a lot of tight ends that haven't been super involved. So I think you could probably connect the tight end to like the quarterback and the wide receiver position. So like Kittle could kind of apply here with the uh, 49ers, but I do like the matchup there for those uh, 49ers wide receivers. And then this is another player I talked about, Michael Wilson. This is a guy who could be on waivers, and he actually has a buy here this week, so you don't even necessarily need to pick him up. Um, you could kind of get ahead of it. But Demario Douglas here for the Patriots, like I said, week 11 buy. But then he has three top six matchups in week 12, 13, 14. Seems like he's emerged as their top wide receiver. Could be a potential flex play. So Giants in week 12 allowed the third most points per game to wide receivers. The Chargers in week 13, the sixth most. And then the Steelers in week five with the fifth most. So definitely someone you could add to your roster to kind of make that playoff push. Mentioned the quarterback position already, Brock Purdy, kind of a similar matchup to the wide receivers. Buccaneers, the fifth most points per game. Seahawks still at 14th. And then the Eagles at third. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this one. Some of the best and worst playoff schedules. And then also some of the best schedules leading into the playoffs. Hopefully this helps you go out, make some trades, um, you know, potentially stack up on those top schedules, move off of the bad ones, or just pick up a guy like a Michael Wilson or a Demario Douglas. Um, that's going to wrap it up for this one. I hope you guys enjoyed. Hit that like button if you did. Thank you again, and I will see you in the next one.